Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to talk about podcasting today, and I want to talk about what makes a podcast an incubator for ideal clients. So I want to give you three concrete things that you can do with your podcast. If you're the host and you want to use your podcast to do more than grab attention, more than just, you know, get content out there, right, which is kind of the low-hanging fruit. And you want to actually use a podcast to convert beliefs and bring people along to a point where they become ideal clients, right? Because that, to me, that is the highest and best purpose of a podcast, right? I mentioned the low-hanging fruit. Um, you know, when I think about how influence is built, I think that it rests on three building blocks, right? Authority, visibility, and relationships. And we talk about uh, what each of those means uh, in the Microfamous book, but I just want to zero in on visibility real quick. Um, because visibility, out of those three building blocks of influence, visibility is, seems to be where all the focus goes. And so much focus goes there on being visible that we lose the fact that visibility only helps when it directly contributes to us building real enduring influence. And if we don't get the other elements right, the authority and the relationships, for example, the, all the visibility in the world doesn't actually help us. In fact, sometimes the visibility can hurt us uh, if we are uh, delivering a scattered message, so to speak, because the result of delivering a scattered message is that we actually confuse the market and make it even less likely that people buy from us even if we are super visible. So I wanna push back against the idea that if you just be more visible, like that solves your problem. That to me is like the, the lowest hanging fruit of marketing. If you take any business and you make it more visible, the idea is it will get more, more business, right? The business will grow, you'll get more clients. And that might be true if you're Coca-Cola, right? You have one, you have that signature product. As long as Coke is in the news, as long as they're not, you know, in the news for horrible, horrible reasons, basically any publicity is good publicity. I don't think that's true when it comes to thought leaders because the way that we get attention typically is talking about ideas and concepts and the work that we're doing. And if we're not careful, if we're talking about too many different ideas and concepts, we'll actually confuse people about what we do and what we offer. And then people won't even know what we sell and they won't buy from us. So they might give us their attention, but they won't give us their uh, followership and they won't give us their cash, right? Which is kind of the point. Like we need them to follow us and take our advice. We need them to pay for what we do so that we can get them great results. So visibility is such a low bar to hop over that we spend most of our time focusing on that. And, and if we do get more visible, we end up spending so much of our time focusing on it that we get visible a lot of times for the wrong things. So I want to just deal with that real quick because a, a podcast, when it's done correctly uh, for a thought leader, can really do a couple of things. It can, it can, number one, it can drive home a clear and compelling idea into the market over and over and over and over again. Uh, a great example is one of our clients who runs a real estate team where he nets seven figures a year off of a team that takes him, he runs it in less than one day a week. It's about a half a day, right? So netting seven figures working a half a day a week. Now that's a clear and compelling idea, right? And his podcast drives that home over and over and over and over again. All the, all the content of the podcast kind of revolves around that idea, explaining how it's possible, explaining the steps um, to get there, the how and why and what and who and all that fun stuff. And it revolves around that idea. That is the whole idea of the podcast is that, hey, this is possible for you, not just for me. And I've got the content that shows you how to get there. And by the way, I've got the coaching that if you want to, if you want 
you know, customization and personalization of that content, here's where to go get it, right? And so a podcast can do an amazing job of driving home that clear and compelling idea when it's done correctly. So that's the first thing in terms of what makes a podcast an incubator for ideal clients. It isn't just visibility. It's a specific kind of visibility that drives home your clear and compelling idea to the right people over and over and over again. It hits it from a bunch of different angles, but always leads them back to that clear and compelling idea. So that's number one. Number two, when we talk about featuring guests on a podcast, which most people do, uh, you certainly don't have to, uh, but I think it it serves a very key role for the emerging thought leader. Now, if you're an established thought leader, you have an audience, people know who you are, they know what your message is, you may want to consider just doing a podcast where it's nothing but you and maybe you and your successful clients. Uh, A good example of this is um, uh, Brooke Castillo, right? So she sells a life coaching certification. She doesn't have a bunch of other guests on her podcast. It's her and her successful clients. Great right? She's already established. If you're emerging, if nobody knows who you are in the niche that you want to sell to, I wouldn't recommend that strategy. It might work. There's an off chance that it might work, but the odds are you want a couple of things going on in your podcast that that is only accomplished by having guests on. So the first thing is when you feature influential guests, you want to look for a couple of different types of people. You want to look for people who are influential in the same space, and can have a authentic, genuine back and forth conversation. They're not there to run over you, take the spotlight from you and just tell you what they think, right? You want to have a genuine two-way conversation with an influential person so that the audience hears that and perceives that the two of you are being, are treating each other as being on an equal level, right? So you have to reach out to influential guests who will have an authentic two-way conversation where you both get to share your perspectives. And let's dig into that further. The ideal guest not only is an influential person who will let you share your perspective, but ideally they share a lot of your perspective already. In other words, if you just let them show up on your podcast and just talk for a half hour, they're not going to spend 20 minutes saying things that contradict everything that you say and sell, right? That is a not a great guest to have on your show. The ideal is you want to have influential guests who share your perspective so that when they talk and when they share their point of view and when they share their beliefs, it actually complements the clear and compelling idea of your show. It doesn't contradict it, right? So that's the second way, the second key really to making a podcast an incubator for ideal clients, right? Not only does the show itself need to drive home your clear and compelling idea over and over and over again, but you want to feature influential guests that show people where you're at kind of in the pecking order of your niche and show you being treated as an equal by another well-known influencer. But at the same time, that influencer is saying things that agree with your point of view. So the audience doesn't come away thinking the influencer is, is awesome and going and buying their stuff. They come away thinking, oh, the host really knows what they're talking about and I agree with what they said. I should check into what the host has to offer, right? That's what you want them to come away with. So that's number two, featuring influential guests who will have a genuine two-way conversation and share your point of view, not contradicted. Now, the third key is sharing success stories that inspire and motivate while reinforcing key beliefs. So let me break that down. So it isn't just about sharing success stories, I believe. In order to actually turn a podcast into an incubator for ideal clients, you can't share success stories that are all over the place where all the clients got wildly different results and you did completely different things with them because that doesn't, that doesn't reinforce your clear and compelling idea. 
right? Uh, you want to share client results that all have certain threads in common that reinforce what you're selling and what you're encouraging your clients to do, right? Everything should reinforce and go back to your clear and compelling idea. Ideally, if you're selling coaching, consulting, programs, courses, speaking, whatever, ideally you have a kind of point A to point B transformation that you're leading people to and the, and the success stories that you're sharing are examples of people that you have helped make that A to B transformation, right? It can't be one person goes from A to B, the other one goes from A to F, and the other one goes from like D to M, right? Like sharing all these wildly different success stories that actually doesn't necessarily help. It can potentially even, again, confuse the market, give the impression that you sell all sorts of different things to different types of people, and then they're sitting in the audience going, I don't really know if that's for me. You want people to come away uh, from that success story, preferably with a client of yours that you've helped on that A to B transformation that you sell so that somebody in the listening audience can identify with them and go, oh yeah, I'm at point A. I want to get to point B. And that person, like, you know, the podcast host helped that person get from point A to point B. And I see exactly how that worked. And I see the progression. Um, I should go check out, you know, what their service is. Or I've been thinking about their service. And now I just heard someone that executed on it and took action and got the exact results they promised. Maybe I should recheck what the cost is of making that transformation because I want to get from point A to point B. Like that's the conversation you want going on in the heads of the people listening to those success story episodes, right? You want that you want to enter that conversation that they're constantly having in their head of them wanting to get from point A to point B, looking for an answer of how to get there. And you want to step into that conversation and go, I have the answer. And hey, check out this person that I helped get the exact results that you want to get, right? Uh, the exact results you want to get, here's a person who did it, they took my advice, or they worked with my program, or they worked with my company, and we got them from point A to point B, and we can do the same for you. Like, that's the message that your success stories should share with the listening audience. Ideally, it inspires emotion, it motivates action, it gets them pumped up that this is possible, right? It reinforces key beliefs, right? You want to pull out of that successful client the things that they agree with you on, maybe some of the things that they didn't initially agree, agree with you on, but they came to agree, agree with you on through the process. Those are great things to share. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, if somebody came in, I, I mentioned the client who, who coaches people how to build seven-figure uh, real estate businesses that, that take less than one day a week to run, right? He could bring on a client who, who, who would share their journey and he could ask them something like, hey, did you, did you even think it was possible to run and grow your business to seven figures where you're netting seven figures a year in profit to yourself and, and, it would, and we could actually whittle it down so you're running your team in less than a half a day a week. And they would say, well, you know, I believed it was possible, but I didn't really think it was going to happen for me. I just wanted to get further along in my journey. I wanted to get maybe to the point where I doubled my team income and maybe it took, you know, four days a week to run the team instead of seven days a week. Uh, but then when we started working together, I see the vision now and I'm on my way to that. And now I'm down to running the team in two days a week. And I have a plan over the next year and a half to get down to where that is cut in half by hiring a couple of key people. And then a year and a half from now, I'll be at the point where I run the team in a half a day a week. That is a great story and a great journey to share on a success story type of episode, right? And it gives the listening audience the roadmap, the path, and a story of someone who believed it was possible but didn't necessarily share all the key beliefs of the podcast host but came to agree with those certain things over time and experience of working with them. So 
That's the third thing, sharing success stories that inspire and motivate while reinforcing key beliefs. So I just want to recap here. So number one, what makes a podcaster an incubator for ideal clients? Number one is driving home your clear and compelling idea, featuring influential guests that share your point of view and not contradict it while having you know, an authentic two-way conversation. So that's number two. And finally, sharing success stories that inspire and motivate while reinforcing key beliefs. Those are just three things, and there, there's a bunch of other stuff we could go into, but I just wanted to give you those three things today. Those are the three that really contribute to making a podcast an incubator for ideal clients. So that's what we do uh, for clients. That's what we do for coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. We launch and produce podcasts. We're a fully done-for-you agency. So if you're at the point where you're thinking about that, reach out to us. Just go to pursuingresults.com. You can grab a time to chat, 15-minute brainstorm call. You can check out all of our services and fun stuff like that there. But I encourage you, like if, if, you're, if you've been featured on a podcast, you can see the power of it. You've been thinking about launching your own show. Now is the time to jump in and get started. Uh, there's, there's some great and awesome work we can do on the front end with the strategy to refine and sharpen your clear and compelling idea so your podcast has the right thing to deliver over and over again to the market. We'll help you map out your point of view and we'll help you figure out what kinds of success stories that you want to share. We'll help you line up all of that stuff so that when you actually run a podcast, and it actually does what it's supposed to do, what it has the highest potential of doing. Way more than just grabbing attention, way more than just keeping you visible, but actually incubating and creating and cultivating ideal clients over time. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. A little bit off the cuff for today. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. Just go to getmicrofamous.com. All the various links, you can grab the show there. The link for the book is there. Uh, the link for our services there, all that fun stuff. Just go to getmicrofamous.com. And we'll see you again on the next episode of Microfamous. Famous. 